Hey, hey, you are listening to The Body. I am Kiana, and on today's very special episode, I have my new friend, Lindsay Granger, owner of Skyclad Apothecary, talking to us about her business and how we can take the first steps to including herbalism in our lives. Those scary steps towards a more holistic lifestyle seem a lot less scary after speaking with her. And I hope that you guys feel the same way and that this podcast episode brings you some hope and some new wisdom and knowledge. Enjoy, you guys. All right. Hey, you guys, this is Kiana, and I'm coming to you from the Body Podcast. Today, I have Lindsay Granger on. She is the owner of Sky Clad Apothecary, and she's going to be talking about who she is and what she does here local to us in Amesbury. So, Lindsay, thank you for being here today. Oh, well, I'm excited. I'm going to start you right off. Please talk about yourself, who you are, what you do, so we can get a little taste of what your background is. Yeah, so uh, my name is Lindsay Granger. I'm the owner of Skyclad Apothecary. Um, Skyclad Apothecary started uh, in October of 2019, so we've had a bit of a a bit of a rough start, but really recently we've really gotten our feet under us and um, have found a solid community of people who are interested in the stuff we're making, and um, mm. it's uh, it's you know, turning out to be everything I hoped it would be. That's really good. <laughs> Especially having started in 2019. That's like a yeah. rough place to begin. We had about five months in a storefront before the pandemic hit. And um, when I started, so the storefront was in downtown Amesbury, right next to where the um, Blue Dream, Dream Blue oh, yes. Boutique is, yep. the CBD place. Um, so we had the two sides of that little place the, the woman who's in there now is awesome too yeah the, um alumni emporium oh yeah i've been in there a few yeah times. it's a cute it's All a right, cute little fair. place <laughs> so i actually had both sides of that okay um, space and i was going to use one side for retail and one side where folks could come and rent out space mm-hmm. because i was doing massage at the time as well so okay. i do time massage Ooh. Um, which i haven't done sort of since the pandemic because it takes time to build up clientele yeah and I of course really space to practice but the idea was it was going to be like a three-part business where I was doing my massage practice. I was renting out space to card readers or Reiki practitioners or, you know, whoever needed space on like an appointment by appointment basis sure. and couldn't commit to like a monthly space. Yeah. And then retail is only supposed to be like a third of my business at the start. <laughs> and then suddenly nobody could touch anybody. Yep. Nobody could meet up. No massage. No massage. <laughs> <laughs> When, like, you needed a massage the most, exactly. too, was, like, we when we're not allowed to touch each out. other. <laughs> um, so I had to pivot really hard, really fast to online retail. Mm. And I kick myself every day for not being more ready for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to get my Etsy shop going oh, boy. in, like, May of 2020. Yep. And, um, you know, I was, like, nannying, and it was just, it was a lot to handle, and yeah. it... You know, yep. it was a rough start. <laughs> but uh, we've since moved the whole business into my apartment and a storage unit across town. Okay. And we're online only. And we're finding a really solid community online and hoping to get back into more of a local retail um, 
space or ability to serve like our local community mm. within the next year or two. Okay. Yeah. That would be awesome. I feel like the wellness community is really coming on strong after these yes. last couple of years. So it's no longer just about the healthcare system, which mm-hmm. has its place for sure. But I think people are starting to look more at like whole health wellness Definitely. and like the organic stuff, like mm-hmm. the kind of voodoo things for a long time. <laughs> it's coming around now. And I'm like, hello, the other side of the world's been doing this forever. Like, yes. it's good that we're catching up and starting to take that holistic approach. It's really interesting to see. So my education is in nutrition and statistics. Interesting. So <laughs> I thought I was going to be doing research into nutrition in more of like a laboratory setting. You know, a few years into college, you realize that that's not really being done or it's not really being done the way that I maybe would have liked to participate in it. Makes sense. Um, but it's actually really nice to sort of have stumbled into a position where I can do some of that work Yeah. Uh, now. Not so much, you know, my own hands-on research, but I can. I have the skills to assess the reports of research that other folks are doing. Okay, fair. Um, Okay. Because there is a lot of confusion about when to use Western medicine, when to use herbal medicine. I feel and like the, how they interact. <laughs> the greatest analogy is like, I want a holistic approach, and like, unless I break my leg, right. give me a doctor, do not give exactly. me like essential oils for my broken leg. Exactly. And even with that stuff, like um, proper use of essential oils, yep. yeah. like, there's so much education needed about yeah. when and how. To use these things because it's such a powerful tool. Absolutely. And if it's misused mm. for too long, yep. then it's going to get, um, you know, bad rap. And- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That <laughs> definitely makes sense. <laughs> um, so let's talk about your retail a little bit since that's yeah. become like your main thing. So what kind of products do you offer? Can yeah. you just go into that a little bit more? Absolutely. So zero waste apothecary. Apothecary is a little bit of a, it's like the best word I had at the time. Mm-hmm. Most folks who have apothecary in their name now are doing more of like these finished products. Um, we were, Like we were talking off air or off the recording, um, we're not doing any finished like tinctures or um, like tea blends or anything like that. We're doing single ingredient products um, in zero waste packaging so that you can make your own products at home. Um, I started, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty straight shot from like nutrition, mm-hmm. learning how food interacts with your body and learning how uh, corporations interact with food. Mm-hmm. to like making your own deodorant and knowing your own toothpaste <laughs> and, it's and very... treating your headache with herbs like it's it's a pretty straight shot yeah yeah that's good that you we have you to like guide us down that because no one is gonna go from like buying these like corporation influenced foods to suddenly making their own toothpaste that's like a right. little guided it's a little path. bit of a, a path so um I also so the zero waste stuff is something I found do you remember Stumble Upon? Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember that. So I, in 2013, I stumbled upon that blog of that woman who had like the one mason jar full of trash for her family before, like oh, for yes. the year, yep. B. Johnson or whatever. And I yeah. was like, oh, I can, this might be fun mm. to like try to do this. Yeah. Um, what I found was, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, but zero waste helped me manage my ADHD symptoms in a really dramatic way. Really? Yes. Could you go into that? Definitely. So um, in terms of ADHD, there's a lot of like decision fatigue 
And um, in a lot of neurodivergent brain types, we're processing more information at a, you know, per second than a neurotypical person. So the idea of reducing the noise in your environment, reducing your choices, Mm. having some sort of parameters around what it is you can buy or, you know, take into your life or have in your life that you need to manage can be really helpful. You know, on the flip side, I definitely did a lot of stuff that was, you know, I dove in too far and Mm. deprived myself of some of the things that just make me happy. Okay. Right? So I stopped getting my nails done. I threw out my hair straightener. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll get behind you on the hair straightener. I so fast into it. (laughs) But I found a much more balanced approach, and that comes into the business as well. Yeah. Um, Right? Because I was trying to start making my own stuff in a zero-waste way. And I couldn't, I couldn't justify it because everything came in a plastic bag or a plastic bottle Mm. in the like quantities that you would purchase to start playing with ingredients. Yeah. So I was fresh out of college in an apartment I could barely afford purchasing five gallons of coconut oil Mm. because I was like, well, I'm probably going to use this eventually. And the more I buy, the, the less packaging there is like per ounce of coconut oil. It was insane. Yep. (laughs) It's a lot of coconut oil. Um, So this business was just like uh, something that I wanted to shop at. I wanted to be able to get a reasonable amount of an herb or an oil to try it out Mm. and not have to go through a bunch of plastic bags to do that. Yeah. So I, I found a hole in the market and filled it from right there. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And I love that. So when you, you mentioned as well, when you send your product out to people, yes. it's shipped in a glass container mm-hmm. and everything. So everything from you doing your business, creating mm-hmm. your X, Y, and Z down to the person receiving it is reusable. Exactly. Or... So we purchase in as large a quantities as we can manage. Yep. Um, for things like oils and liquids and butters, that's usually like a 55-pound um, container okay. or a 55-gallon drum. Okay. So it's the largest container, you know, that can be shipped to us. Yeah. Um, so the packaging per ounce of the container is as low as possible. Yeah. And then we ship either in glass jars with compostable labels or... Um, you know, not for liquids, but for all of our dry ingredients can also be sent in a paper refill bag, like a little coffee bag. Mm. Oh, right. Um, They're not meant for long-term storage, but it's lighter on shipping. And the idea is that when someone interacts with our company, they can buy the glass jar first, Mm -hmm. and then you just keep that glass jar, and you buy paper refills after that. That's awesome. And then that goes right in the recycling, yep. which is perfect. We need more companies like this sending things out because I have received, like, especially after the holidays, the packaging, and I'm not a huge advocate at all for Amazon, but they come and it's like a box inside of a box inside right. of a box. And you're like, mm, was this necessary? <laughs> so that's good to hear that there are people out there thinking about that because it kind of offsets and balances yeah. at least. I don't know if we're ever going to win the war on like the climate, which <laughs> is like obviously. Well, and it's so complicated. Like I acknowledge that shipping glass is not really the most eco-friendly thing to do. 
Um, but to offset that, we are hoping that people use the glass jars for an extended period of time and the people purchasing from us are doing other things in their lives to offset carbon emissions. Exactly. Um, the paper refills help, but at this point in business, if you're doing a product-based business, you have to ship. Yeah. Yeah, um. absolutely. <laughs> Especially it's like online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I love that. That's definitely a, another plus to this business you have going on. Um, going again, still just touching on the retail, do you have like a most popular product that gets sold? Or Yes, yeah, so we offer uh, ingredients in like a bunch of categories. So we offer, and we're trying to add to these categories as much as we can. So we offer butters, carrier liquids, which is things like aloe, witch hazel, glycerin. Okay. Carrier oils is self-explanatory. Um, clays, herbs powders powders ends up being like activated charcoal baking soda borax okay some of these sort of like single chemical yeah um kinds of ingredients uh salts spices and waxes okay so our herbs are by far our most popular okay <laughs> uh because we also market from sort of a witchcraft um that kind of aesthetic yeah. that's uh, also where I come from in terms of being interested in all of this okay. stuff. Um, so our herbs and our herb bundles and um, that kind of thing is definitely our most popular. We also offer uh, bundles that are like 5% off if you buy them all together. Our witchy one of each collection is absolutely our most popular. I love that. You get um, glycerin, um, uh, like four of the oils, all of the herbs, activated charcoal, oh, wow. all the spices and all the salts, and beeswax. It's like 38 ingredients. Wow. And you can purchase it in any jar size. Okay. So we have it listed. You can get a 32-ounce one or yeah. um, a lot of people really like the 2-ounce and the 4-ounce jar yeah. size of that bundle. Yes. Yeah. 5% off if you bought each of the ingredients individually. Okay. So it's really awesome for people who are just starting out. Yeah, that's in terms of like a beginner set. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's really cool. So, so that yeah, that is a good place to start. Like a little taste of everything and yeah. find out what you like. I want to just touch back on something you mentioned. So yeah. like your background, the witchcraft. I don't have like a lot of. Um, I would say experience labeling it that way, yeah. like energy work or like that's kind of definitely like I don't know. It's all in the same realm. I think mm -hmm. people they're like their environments and situations where they come from determines like what that word is almost yep. in their life. But could you talk and about that and how that's like influenced your business? Absolutely. For me, it's about like the idea that you have to work with the energy or the um, like personality traits or things that you have you have to start with what you have, and then from there you can transmute those things mm -hmm. into where you want to go. Mm -hmm. It's about accepting where you are first, and then figuring out what is within your power to move you to where you'd like to be. Mm. Whether that you know includes more sort of traditional witchy things like um, you know working with spirit or working with herbs in like a vibrational or energetic way where you make spell jars okay or is that um my personal practice is much more um hearth magic which is like homemaking okay so it's about uh, i have a lot of italian in my um 
you know, lineage, a lot of Irish in my lineage, a lot of, um, you know, my grandmother was from upstate New York, and you just see these people making, turning the energy that they have, the ingredients that they have available into a home, mm. into an experience, into, um, you know, creating memories and traditions for their families, and creating spaces where uh, community is held and mm. that's much more where I come from and that's where our ingredients are sourced from right we are never we're probably not going to have stuff that doesn't also have a mundane use mm. so if something is you know not edible not for cooking not for skincare or not for cleaning Okay. It's probably not going to make it in. I can't even really come up with one right now. Yeah. But some of the more poisonous herbs you find in yeah. a, you know, altar-based, uh, spell-based witchcraft practice are probably not going to show up in our shop. Yeah. yeah. Or would be some sort of separate okay. shop. We're focused sense. much more on things that have magical, energetic properties as well as functional mundane properties oh, I love that I love that so much that's <laughs> such a good way of saying that hearth magic in case you guys didn't catch that yeah. um that's really good to hear and I like the way that you describe that and what a beautiful analogy too for like life if we could all take on that perspective whether you're calling it witchcraft or energy work or you're communicating with God or the universe absolutely um at the end of the day, you're taking like what you have in front of you and essentially making the best of it. Right. And if you do that every single day, like the best of it is going to get better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's like breaking it down to the roots, which I think everyone always wants to go like all in, make the change. And you're like, <laughs> actually it takes like I mean, a long I did time. It. I threw everything out and I, you know, uh, I spent a lot of years sort of a slave to being zero waste or, you know, trying to hit these sort of value markers that I was interested in hitting but didn't yet know were, you know, helping me a little bit and mm. causing me some damage. Like, mm. um, we, I'm hoping to do, like, some educational content as well. Um, I'd love to do, uh, like, a Witch's Wheel of the Year homemaker-like program mm. kind of thing where, like, you get your tires rotated at yes. this time of year because yes. it goes with the energy. Like. Ah. <laughs> I just don't have the program written yet. <laughs> I love that. We need that. I want but that. Please work. You know, that's what I would love to be working toward. And, but the moral of it has to be like, you know, dealing, you know, living with ADHD. I wasn't diagnosed until I was like 21 mm -hmm. in college, having a horrible time. Um, and you have to figure out what you need, whether that is stuff, whether that is systems, whether mm -hmm. that is you know, money, if you need a particular amount of money to be able to be at your peak function mm. and peak happiness. And once you play with those things and you figure out what you need to function at your best, then you can make it zero waste. Then you can make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know that you need, you know, 17 mixing bowls and your budget right now is you know, you need to go get the plastic ones from Goodwill or Walmart. Like, mm -hmm. just do it. Yeah. Just, like, get yourself where you are thriving. Yeah. And if you want to move towards, you know, zero waste or a particular aesthetic, you can mm -hmm. do that second. Yes. 
<laughs> and I like that you even mentioned, like, if you have to go to somewhere like Goodwill, like, automatically, like, thrift it first if yes. you can. And then after that, the most, like, inexpensive options while you're getting on your feet. Absolutely. Even, I mean, like, in here, the things mm-hmm. that I have were, like, get, like a spin bike gifted to me. Yep. Like, sold by the gym. This was on Facebook Marketplace, like, just to get me going. Right. And that's, that's I think, the one thing that I disagree with. Um, and it's not disagree, it's just like a little bit more of a nuanced take. Most folks who their main shtick is like zero waste or eco-friendliness say don't throw out your plastic stuff for the like aesthetically zero waste thing. Mm. And I buck up against that only where um, like aesthetic and liking the way that your space looks and feels is important Mm. to your Mm well-being if having mismatched mixing bowls is pinging your brain every day that you have to use them then that's not functional for you either yeah um so those things are also like it's okay to upgrade yeah when you can yes (laughs) yeah and that plays into what you were saying like that peak happiness like your peak performance if you're like having that nagging thing about the Mm -hmm. bowls it's gonna um like take away from your experience and too like the product that you're giving people if you have essentially negative energy about your mixing bowls and you're mixing (laughs) you're mixing that like aggressively now like the person receiving your product is also getting that energy from that which Mm -hmm. some people it's like so minute or they're so mm, disconnected from energy they might not notice it but for the people who right. are buying from you, you don't they're probably know, you aware know, what is happening. Like, and right, this compounds for for me personally as a neurodivergent person because do you what, do you know anything about ADHD or how it, or how it works or how it affects brain? Uh, like a basic amount, yeah. probably nothing that like the average person would know. Yeah, like, wouldn't know. So it's a dopamine regulation issue. And you get dopamine from things that are beautiful. You get dopamine from thing from completing tasks. Mm. You get dopamine from um, like scrolling on your phone. Yep. And there are sort of higher and lower um, qualities of dopamine based yes. on you know what you're doing. The scrolling on your phone will last you a few minutes. Um, having a beautiful space that you're proud of will last you a really long time. Mm. Um, And what dopamine affects in us is our executive function. So it's our ability to say the dishes need to get done, knowing that and actually doing it. Mm. Um, It affects your ability to basically have agency over your body and what what you want to do with your day. Mm. So you have to manage that and if that includes stuff that is plastic then do that like and where you can find eco-friendly alternatives you know do that if you have plastic containers at home that you love but you want to support our business like then get the paper refills yeah that's what they're there for containers yeah absolutely that makes (laughs) a lot of sense i mean as long as you're reusing reusing it like i will get jars like jam jars or whatever it is and I'm like okay great now my like propagated plants are gonna go in this and it's gonna be beautiful now I have like a hundred jars but everyone gets plants yeah (laughs) I always felt like such a bad zero waster because I hate doing that Mm. like me having mismatched containers yeah I cannot do it yep so I need matching containers 
Yeah, I'm the same way. I completely understand I that. I resisted that for a really long time, but if it's... It's your quality of life. It's what you it's want. A, it's what yeah, you want. Absolutely. Definitely love that. All right. So moving forward again, just to kind of loop it back, do you have a personal favorite product? So I love, I definitely came at this from, I knew much more about all of our like sort of skincare ingredients. Okay. Um, I definitely intended to like be an herbalist by now. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my list for this year. Yes, um, good. I'm hoping to do like that'll be sort a, of a big dopamine reward yes, for you. <laughs> some educational content in which I'm teaching myself, and then I will immediately teach you guys. That's what so good. About. Yes, but I love all of our. So glycerin is um, one of my favorite ingredients. I have it like in a dropper bottle in my bathroom, and then diluted with water by my makeup station. Okay. Um, it pulls it's a humectant so it pulls water into your skin okay um and i also saw someone on tiktok talking about how it can actually like mimic or replace water in your skin because the molecules are a similar size oh wow so you would use it and it's super cheap yeah it's like so cheap um so if you're looking for skincare products that are already like done and made look for glycerin as an ingredient but i'll put it on like a wet face right after i get out of the shower like two or three drops plumps my face right up and mm. then I have um like infused oils that I'll put right on top to keep my skin moisturized okay. throughout the day so I have done like a calendula chamomile and jojoba oil um infusion mm-hmm. and then you do like you know a pump of that or two pumps of that and it produces redness and all that stuff I take my makeup off with oil okay um and our clays are really lovely too is that like clay for masks yes stuff face masks mm-hmm. that's like my favorite that's how <laughs> that's like me getting bougie is when I put clay on my face yeah. or like charcoal and I learned again through TikTok I mean I have everything I've learned in the last three years has been from TikTok it's yeah. very cool <laughs> I, I will never stop advocating for TikTok it's I love it um but I saw another skincare company um mix clay with oil to put it on Ooh. instead of water, which I had never seen before, oh. which makes so much sense. It's still going to draw things out of your skin, but it's not going to dry it out the way that so just a water mask would. Yeah. So that's... that is really smart. And does it not, I would imagine like harden as much as a yeah. water mask No, nope. it must be easier to take off. It's almost like you're just laying like a thick moisturizer on for 15 minutes and then I'm you wash that. it right off. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that makes so much sense actually. And I definitely dip into our, um, like, culinary ingredients as well. Okay. So we have, um, like, Himalayan pink salt and whole peppercorns and um, a lot of those, like, whole spices. We're going to, um, hopefully in February, if I have my crap together, <laughs> um, put, like, star anise. Okay, up. yep. Love That's, those. That'll be our next new ingredient. Okay. Um, and all that stuff is good for like simmer pots and stuff too. If you if you don't know what to do with these things or you just like the smell of them, you yeah. can just throw them in a pot on your stove and yep. just, you know, yep. incense your house with them. I know. My mom <laughs> does that. If she'll either use like apple cider in the winter yeah. or something and throw in like she loves anise, cinnamon sticks, and she'll just let it sit and warm mm-hmm. or she would do something like with water in a pot, put all those same things in and like an essential oil or something and it yep. does just like radiate through the house. So there's like multi multi use to all of it. Truly, it's hard for us to figure out like who we're marketing to, because <laughs> that's sort of why we we focused mostly on you know folks who are interested in witchcraft and herbalism. Yeah. Um. But 
this, these ingredients can be used by anyone. Anyone can have a use for mm. um, the ingredients that we offer. I love that. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, who, so you just kind of told us like who this product is for is like a little bit for everyone. Do you find that like people who are coming to you who aren't sure, like, do you get messages like, oh, I don't really know what to do, where I'm I going, do, do you guide I feel people? so bad because <laughs> I just haven't had time to like put the, the kind of information together that they're looking for. Um, but it's a lot of people going, this is really cool. I really love this product. I have no idea what you even do with these kinds <laughs> of ingredients. Yeah. Which is not something I ever expected. Like, yeah. I really expected those kinds of people to be like, I don't know what the what this is. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of people asking for more educational content. Um, and it's mostly people who are, you know, trying to do some sort of self healing, mm. trying to learn to, um, do that kind of thing. But I would love to reach more of the people who are, um, like consistent tea drinkers you know if you're a person who has a, pe- a cup of peppermint tea yeah. loose leaf peppermint tea every night uh you know you can get a two pound a two pound bag of peppermint leaves from us in zero waste packaging and it's probably actually going to be cheaper than where you yeah absolutely. are getting it from now yeah absolutely it is um do you where are your products sourced from I know I didn't have this like written down or anything yeah. but since we're talking about it like these things that are coming in such quantities we are get they this local? question a lot too so we work with a few different reputable wholesalers okay um I'm always on the fence about giving out you know names and stuff yeah. because yeah, yeah, we are so so young and so new I think at some point I will but the the quantities that we're ordering in um they are available to the public. Yeah. So. Most of the public does not need like a 55 gallon no. drum of anything. <laughs> right. Like if it's just for themselves. So we'll leave that to you. Yes. <laughs> so exactly. We buy all of our herbs in at least 25 pound quantities. Um, and the, the places that we order from are direct importers okay. of all of these ingredients. Um, they have the um, organic seals if anyone Right, we are happy to answer sort of one-by-one questions yeah. um, about organic certifications yeah. because we don't have the organic certification, but the person that I bought it from does. does. That's good. Um, and we always label things accordingly. And I'm also always happy to answer questions about origin. Some people are interested in where our products are grown. Yeah. Um, and I'm always happy to answer those questions. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are finding comfort in things that are like local or that they can definitely trust because mm-hmm. I think people are figuring out too, like the label on there is like, FDA approved or, or USDA organic like doesn't always mean what I think people think it means yes. and they see organic and they're like yes healthy but it's it's, it's so like there's a gray area there right from my nutrition education and also my statistics education there's a lot of language that can be used to work around things and to it doesn't always get received the way that it was said originally Mm. um things you know phrases like more likely or um yep whatever like sometimes it it can get misconstrued in both directions some people can use it to say that something is better or worse um 
for you mm. uh, and exactly the opposite. Yeah. And you're like, that's not saying either of those things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> that I could we get one direction, please, on that? Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I was the most surprised because while, like, my specialty is in, like, the physical aspect of wellness, mm-hmm. to stay certified, I, you have to do X amount of credits every couple of years. And right. one of the certifications I did was in sports nutrition, and it was talking yeah. about, like, the loopholes and the labels. And I was like, how on earth? Like, if yeah. you don't tell people this, you have people buying these things thinking that they're, like, healthy or what like whatever it is for whatever reason well like, and it's swung so far the other way as well where you read a label and joe schmo i don't know anything about anything like there's a big issue about seed oils right now have you seen mm, this yeah, yeah i haven't actually looked into it because no one with any credentials has said anything about it yet i know, I know. <laughs> it's like joe schmo fitness guy yeah. being like see all these <laughs> seed oils in here you should never buy this yes and like what can happen is maybe there's one study about a seed oil and, you know, the uh, experimental group mm-hmm. has like a 1% uptick in inflammation or something. Like yeah. if you don't understand what the space between zero and 1% is, yeah, you can't fully understand how to apply that to your own health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so true. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like the scale. People will be like, oh, there was a 10% increase or like whatever. Right. There was like this big, huge, high increase in whatever, but they don't see or show us the larger picture exactly. of the scale. And it was like, yeah, maybe your inflammation increased, but you were already really low on that scale. So they don't Truly, show you that. Right? 10% more on 1% is 1.1%. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so there's your math, everyone. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. I learned that actually in my stats class <laughs> when I was in college. They, I was, and it blew me away because it was talking. She was like, okay, now like apply this to what like the news shows you. Right. On things, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. You have to be so careful. I know. And people don't think about that. Like, I had a friend show me something um, the other day about like infertility rates or something. And um, his takeaway was that like something bigger is happening mm. that is like lowering fertility rates in certain people. Mm. And I go, no, no, if you read this, it says that the that folks who engaged in like fertility assistance are having children that are more likely mm. to have in, like fertility issues. Mm. And you go, duh, their parents had fertility yeah. issues. That's it's how biology probably works. genetic. Yes, <laughs> like, that is how biology of course works. they are more likely to have a child with fertility issues than a couple who needed no in- intervention. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be able to read all of those things and more likely and... And also, the thing that I hate to tell people is that there's never going to be a study anywhere ever that's going to prove anything. Mm. When you read the um, like blurb at the end of a research article, they say the data suggests. Mm-hmm. And... That's all you can say. You can't, nothing is ever 100%. No. Like, you can't ever say it. That's, like, science, and there's always that little bit where you're like, I don't know. You have, to, you have to look at legitimate science and go, cool, so this is what is likely. Mm-hmm. And then you have to look at 
your own experience, your own health, your own variables, Mm -hmm. and go, my variables are really different from that study Mm -hmm. or the people in that study. So it might be different for me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And then applying that to how you approach your herbalism and what the products are you taking into your body, how you approach like what I do here when people come in and they want to jump all in, I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not getting abs in three weeks. You're not getting 21 day abs. Like I'm going to teach you the foundation and you are going to do this stuff on your own. And it's like peace by piece, I'm going to teach you your yes. posture and then we're going to go do a squat. Like we're not doing... And the variables on the different bodies and how yeah. they react to exercise. Like... I tell people, I'm like, you need to come in. When I tell you, like, do a scan of your body, I want you to tell me what hurts, what's tight, what feels good. I want you to tell me what your energy level is yeah. like today because that's going to take into account how we're going to go forward mm-hmm. doing this workout so that you can get the most out of it. That applies to everything in our life, like the way we yeah. raise our children to the things that you're like selling in your store mm-hmm. right now. Um, I will always be an advocate for um, data because you have to take that data down on yourself, mm. right? You go in for the headaches and your doctor says to record what you eat and see if there's any consistency with what you're eating and when you get a headache like you have to do that for every aspect of your life yeah and that's how you get to what i was talking about earlier in terms of peak function yep you have to do that work first to understand what you need in your life what your family needs what you Mm -hmm. need for systems like you know do you need a laundry basket in every room if you do (laughs) get it yeah like (laughs) yes if you can have a communal one great just as well uh that and that ties into like your your witchcraft too, what you were saying about like Definitely. I when I work with people, I'm like, I'm going to be training you physically, like your health and this wholeness on like your multiple planes of existence. So you have your yes. physical self, your emotional self, mm-hmm. your mind, your spirituality, your soul. Like we're gonna try and get all of those planes of existence because they're never vibrating at the same frequency. Otherwise, mm-hmm. none of this would exist the way that we see it. <laughs> and it would probably be pretty messed up, like traumatic. But to try and get them as close vibrationally as possible is where you're going to find the most health. And so Definitely. finding things that come from the earth, where, which is where we come from, like believe it or not, folks, yeah. like we are of the earth. We came from it. It connects you right back to it. So now mm-hmm. like your physical self is vibrating maybe at a closer frequency to your surroundings. That's going to make you feel more grounded. Then you feel good about that. You get some dopamine and you're like, oh, I want to make another good, healthy decision for myself. It's all about motivation and reward. And because why would you do something if it doesn't uh, reap rewards for you? But rewards are your health and your ability to do the things you want to do and keep your space how you want and have your peace. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of like, I feel like we've talked about a lot of different things and touched on different things so I'm gonna like get close to summer like to summing it up but obviously where the conversation goes it goes because that's just how this rolls (laughs) but what is one thing that you would want someone hearing this to know like if you had one pop out note about everything that you do what would it be yeah I mean uh, I think honestly uh, I am moving towards a life that I love and a life that works for me and I decided that a long time ago it's been hard but it's been worth it Mm -hmm. like I could have 
Um, I could have done this a lot easier. Hmm. But sometimes you have to go with these sort of soul hunger cries from inside you. Mm -hmm. And you have to honor what works for you. Like, I am uh, constantly fighting with myself even about the idea that, like, uh, like beauty is something that I love. Mm. That goes directly against uh, all my zero-waste stuff mm. and wanting to be less materialistic, wanting to participate less in the mm-hmm. consumerism and, like... <laughs> But it makes me so happy to put on an outfit and do my hair and do my makeup and love the way that I look when I see myself. Yes. It's, if you find those things that are consistently bringing you up to a place of happiness and peace, depriving yourself of them is going to ripple into everything else that you do and make Mm. everything else you do harder. Mm. And there's no reason for it. Like, we don't get any points for doing things the hard way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said, too. Like, loving (laughs) beauty. I find myself in a constant (laughs) battle where I'm like, I have way too much clothing. I need to donate this. Or, like, whatever whatever it is filling my space. But I'm like, I love beautiful things. Like, and sometimes it's clothing. Like, I like dressing myself up and looking this way. And if there's... Right? You are in this place. And then the shift might just be like okay, I'm not going to buy anything else until it's, like, the perfect thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if if there's, like, an impulse component to it or a keeping up with the Joneses component to it, like, none of those are about satisfying, like, my craving for beauty inside. Mm. And that's some of the, like, hard introspective work that we can all do, gathering that data, um... Because I've spent a lot of, you know, the first years of all this zero waste and wellness stuff being like, I have to live in the opposite of what I feel is sort of sick or unhealthy about society. Mm. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot more nuance to it than that. Mm -hmm. You can, there are ways to participate that are healthy and soul-fulfilling. And Absolutely. (laughs) And like tying into that too like doing that and your thing that's soul fulfilling is gonna be different than my thing and different than joe schmo gym dude over (laughs) there like and i think the the non-judgment yes (laughs) um non-judgment of that soul fulfilling thing for each person is like so huge i've learned a lot about that recently where i'm like how can that be what like makes you happy and i'm like oh Uh, Because you're a different person. (laughs) You're actually not me. So I guess that makes sense. And you're going to handle that differently than I would. And like, yeah, um, yeah, that helps us definitely be able to relate to each other more. And especially people who are like, oh, no, I don't do the holistic lifestyle. Like, this is a very welcoming Mm -hmm. way to, like, get yourself involved in it. I love that. Yeah, I feel like, right, my vision for the, the future of my entrepreneurship is basically to take all these things that I love and make them zero waste like I can envision myself having you know clothing companies and other different kinds of retail Mm. companies that I sort of lay my values over yeah Yeah. um because I just feel like there's always a way to do it in which you know we're not harming other people we're not harming ourselves and we can extract the joyful parts of these things that we've created that Mm. 
you know, are hurting now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I hope people even hearing like what you just said, just laying that like blanket of joy or whatever it is like happiness organization yeah you're like matching mixing pots (laughs) like putting that over every business idea you might have like that should be an inspiration to someone else listening Mm -hmm. of like oh well if she can do it I can do it if she can lay that like foundation for this in her job and this Mm -hmm. in her life that's a good place for people to learn and maybe we have like entrepreneurs listening who are like how can I make the most of my business and give back to the world essentially um that's good for people to hear (laughs) so just to wrap it up where can we find you your website instagram tiktok where can people find you yes so everything is at skyclad apothecary so we are most active on tiktok Um, we have an Instagram where I repost all of my TikToks (laughs) (laughs) and I think we have a Facebook page. I'm not sure. Yeah. Facebook is a thing of the past. I'm not very active on there. I know I'm leaving like money on the table of not being active there, but Mm. I, I think we have a Facebook page. Um, and then our website is skycladapothecary.com and skyclad. So skyclad is a play on the zero waste stuff. And it also is like. Uh, witchcraft ritual term for being like naked under the sky so you're sky clad okay um and you know our products are free of plastic oh my gosh so sky clad apothecary i love that (laughs) (laughs) i love that so much well thank you Lindsay, so much for being on i'm excited for having me yeah i'm excited for people to hear and to see what other conversations come from this because they always do happen Um, All right, you guys. Well, that's all I have for you guys today, and we'll see you next week.